good amount of you here today. I'm sure that as the months have gone, or as the, the weeks has gone by, you know what we're talking about today. If you don't, my shirt says it, we are going to be talking about pornography today and for the rest of this month. And I encourage you as we go through this month to be open to what you're going to be learning. Be open to what God has to say about it because this month, this message that is going to be being presented to you for this month has come at the right time because this is turning into something that many of us don't know about. Um, I do have a surprise for you as soon as that pulls up. We actually have a PowerPoint this time. So typically we don't, but uh, there's a PowerPoint this time. Uh, there it is. Boom. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> we worked really hard on this one. So uh, we're, the, the, the message, the, the monthly teaching is called Breaking the Porn Crisis, and it's very fitting because it is a crisis. But I wanted to uh, express something a little bit different uh, that goes along with that, and that is a man's issue or a human issue. Now, a lot of the time, especially in uh, society today, when people hear about pornography, it's mainly dubbed to be an issue that men go through. It is. And it's not. It's, it's a human issue. Both men and women face this situation every single day. And uh, there's a lot of shame and guilt around it. And the thing that I want to stress the most is this month is not to shame anybody, it's not to condemn anybody, but it's to educate and teach the church about exactly what we're facing and what we're fighting. Because you can't break a crisis unless you know what the enemy is. So, it's pretty safe to say that uh, pornography is rampant in society. You see it everywhere. And you may, not even, you may not even realize that you see it, but it's in movies, it's in video games, it's in TV shows, it's all over online, it's in novels, books that you can read, it's, it's in commercials, it's everywhere, it's everywhere. When you, when you look up something online, you ever see on the sidebar of that website that something's promoting it to you? Like if you look up something on Amazon, on certain websites it'll pop up on the right side in the sidebar, they track what you search so they can promote more of that to you. And a lot of these sites will say that your privacy is protected, that, you, that your searches are incognito, that no one is going to be able to see it, but you're being tracked. Every single person that looks at this is being tracked. And those searches are put into uh, little advertisements that are, are sneaky, like, you'll see uh, images, or at least I see this at work every day. There's, um, like, 30 images of wardrobe malfunctions that the world can't unsee. Or 21 images that this person never wanted to leak. And they do this to try to snare you to get your mind focusing on that so you'll go deeper and deeper because they want your attention and they want you to be stuck. And that's what happens. Pornography is a destructive addiction that plagues everybody, or almost everybody, and it ruins the lives of people. Well, how can it do that, though? I'm just sitting in my room. I'm just looking at stuff on my own. No one, no one knows what I'm doing. It's not hurting anybody. It's hurting you. It's destroying you, and you don't even realize it because it's a sneaky killer. What worries me the most about this entire issue is that no one's talking about it. And if you can't talk about it here, in the church, where can you talk about it? If the church isn't bringing to light what this beast is, who else is doing it? Nobody. It's a taboo. It's a free, it's, I don't want to talk about that. That makes me uncomfortable. I don't, uh, I don't want to talk to you about what I faced before. Or maybe I don't want to say that I disagree with everything they're doing, but secretly at home, I click through my screen. And that's what a lot of people feel like. They feel like it's hypocritical. 
to say you don't like this, but to also be facing this. And like I said, you don't have to be ashamed about dealing with this. Nobody does, because the great thing about it is there's freedom from it. And I'm a walking testimony of that. I was addicted to pornography for four years. Probably a little bit more than that. And I found a sense of intimacy and attention that I wasn't getting during the time that my parents split up. And many of you know that my parents have divorced. I've explained this in, uh, in, in sermons before. But this is what I ran to to find that attention and that, uh, that, that good feeling that I needed and that I so desperately craved. And I didn't realize what it was affecting until I was able to experience freedom through Jesus. That is the only thing that's going to free you or anybody from this problem, is Christ. And he's not shocked by it. He knows. He knows. He, he died for it. He knew it was going to happen. And he wants to provide you and your family and your kids and your friends with freedom. Porn affects three different aspects, three different areas in our lives. It affects our brain, it affects our heart, and it affects our world and society. Now, most of the stuff that I'm going to talk about in my portion is uh, the statistics. I want to educate you on a teaching level of what this is doing to the world and what it's doing to if you are struggling with it, what it's doing to you and what it's doing to your friends and kids if they are dealing with this. Ben is going to be talking about the spiritual side. What is it doing to your walk with Christ? And what is God's heart on the matter? So you're going to be uh, having two different speakers. So just uh, bear with us on that. But yes, yeah, so number one, it affects your brain. <laughs> now, how does it affect your brain? You're just staring at images. It's, it's not, it, how, how would it affect your brain? How would it actually cause damage to your brain? Okay, our brain is the strongest supercomputer in existence. There was a, uh, a test that scientists did to try to have an actual like, electronic computer reenact uh, just a, 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 a neuron sending of a brain, and it took it 40 minutes to get it done. But our brain works like this. So I'm sending neurons and a bunch of different messages from my brain to bend my finger, and it happens in a millisecond. And it took a computer to do, it took a computer 40 minutes to mimic anything like that. Your brain contains 50 million neurons, 1 trillion glial cells, and 4 miles of blood vessels. And these are all dedicated to make an enjoyable life for you. So your brain is wired to go to things that make you feel good. For example, who in here likes Coke? Anybody like Coca-Cola? You can raise your hand if you do, it's okay. When you had that first sip of Coke and you were like, oh, that's so good, a pathway was created in your mind to constantly remind you that when you have Coke, it feels good, so you want more. That's how it goes. It's the same exact thing with pornography. Like I said, our brain is designed to go after what it takes to survive and make an enjoyable life for you. That is so big when it comes to intimacy because you are wired to crave companionship. That's what God intended marriage for and everything else is companionship. We crave that. And neurochemicals are released during acts of intimacy, whether it be with your girlfriend or whether it be with your wife or either, either whether it's a hug from a friend. There is a sense of intimacy in that. The exact same neuro, neurofibers and everything is shot exactly when you begin to look at these images on a computer screen. And it's crazy to think about because that person is not in the room. You can't connect with them. You can't touch them. But for some crazy reason, the brain still connects onto that and allows it to become something that makes you feel good. This typically happens during a lot of struggle. Like I said, when my parents divorced, this is what helped me find the attention and intimacy that I crave. And it begins to rewire your brain. 
you actually begin to bind yourself to the images that you're watching on the screen. Comparing it to cocaine, it's got the same addictive properties. Basically, it hijacks your mind and it develops a compulsion for you to look at more and more images. And the scarier thing about this is people begin to look up harder core images as time goes on. Because the first image or video you saw isn't giving you that same high you need to get through what you were going through outside. The expectations of love, of intimacy, and relationships are skewed. People begin to see their significant other differently. They begin to be more critical about their appearance. They begin to criticize what they can do for them. They, they become not a person, but an item. And this is true in both men and women's brains. Uh, I found a story online about a young girl named Kelsey. And she was introduced to porn at the age of 11. That's happening to millions and billions of kids. And I'm not trying to scare you, but it could be happening to your kid. If parents and adults are not teaching their kids about healthy intimacy, porn is. And it's messed up. Kelsey was, in, was introduced to it at 11, and she was addicted to it for 16 years. Yeah. And she says right here, she says, I lived in shame and secrecy for so many years. I told myself that no one would understand because this isn't something that girls deal with. She added that if she would have known that it was a human issue and not just a man issue, I think I may have come clean and sought help much earlier. Ladies, if you are struggling with this, it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't. There are people who are the age of 50 and 60 that are addicted to this stuff. My brother has to hand out creepy movies at family video to old people all the time. Yeah. Ladies, if you are struggling with this or you know a daughter or a sister who is struggling with it, it is not a man's issue. And they don't have to be afraid to talk about their struggle with it. The worst thing you can do is struggle with this and keep it a secret. That's the worst thing you can do. And that's what, that's what girls are doing. Ladies are holding it in because they're afraid that they're going to be judged or criticized for struggling with something that a man goes through. That ruins so many things in their life. It ruins intimacy for them. It makes them feel ashamed of who they are. They can't compare to the people that they see in these clips. They can't. And it destroys their self-esteem. It breaks their mind. But it also does more than just hit the brain. It hits the heart. Now, once again, how can it hit a heart? I'm seeing it through my eyes. It's not physically touching my heart. When human beings are deprived of love and touch and intimacy, they suffer. There was a test done um, many, many, many years back, like I'm talking about 1300s, where a king had about 50 babies nursed with, without touch, love, affection, speaking, anything. And he wanted to see how they turned out. They all died. People need this love and intimacy and affection to develop. And think about it. People dive into burning buildings. They run into terrible situations to say the ones they love. They'll take bullets for people. I mean, people do some crazy things for love. You change your name, you change your home, you move to a different state. You literally give up your life to spend it with another person when you get married. But if you're not receiving that love and intimacy that you crave so much from the ones you love the most, you're going to find it somewhere else. 
and a lot of people find it on their computer screen. The sad thing is, is these people give their heart to something without a pulse. You can't get the attention, the love, the touch that you need from your computer screen. And most of our younger generation is learning what it's like to be intimate from these images, like I said. Now, this is a very, very, very scary thing if you consider what people are looking up. I did a, uh, a little bit of a study to figure out what people actually are searching, like why are these people looking up these kinds of things? What is compelling them to, to, to mask their problems and find a way out? And it's very disturbing. Um, the, top more, the top four main searches on one of the biggest websites is bondage and restraint, hentai, which is computer, it's cartoon porn. They're looking at cartoons. Yeah, I know. Rape porn, which is big in, in India. And, and these, these people, I don't know why it's just India, but you have the black market that will literally kidnap people, film them getting raped, and then they'll sell the tapes, and people look this stuff up and buy it. They buy it. It's crazy. And the other one was... Uh, it was incest. Yeah. So, if you can't tell by now, this stuff is much more prevalent, and it's much more destructive than we know it to be. And it used to be back in, in, in the day, I mean, I'm, I'm young, so I never really experienced it this way, but back in the day, this was either something that you found in like a creepy relative's bedroom, or you had to go out, get in your car, drive to a store, go to a bookstore, get the magazine out of the rack, set it down, hide your face as you were going to pay for it, and then take it all the way back home, look at it, and then hide it. Now, I can pull my phone out, and I can press a button, and it's there. This is what we're growing up in. This is, what, this is what the younger generation is facing when it comes to pornography. It's guiding them how to be lovers, and it's a guide to teach you how to be a bad lover. I'll tell you that. I will tell you that. So what does this do to them? Well, it's proven scientifically that they're less likely to enter long-distance relationships, and if they're in one watching, they're less likely to stay in it. And we wonder why marriage is not as popular as it used to be with the younger people. It also destroys families. Because, like I said prior, the people who are addicted, their spouses can't add up to what they're seeing in these images, in these videos, because these videos are fake. It takes 10 to 12 hours to do an entire shoot. But it looks like they're doing these things for over, over, just a long period of time. And like I said, it makes people critical of the appearances and the way that they can act. You become selfish, and marriage fails. Marriage is failing because of pornography. People have said that the enemy is using homosexuality to tear down marriage. The enemy is using sexuality to tear down marriage. It's not just the homosexual agenda that's destroying marriage. It's this too. And if you noticed, gay porn isn't searched as much as these other messed up ones are. So, what exactly are we focusing on to battle? Is it just a specific type of sexual relationship? Or is it the entire messed up idea of the way society sees sexuality? There are five things that this generation is learning and they're putting in their hearts because they believe that this is real. They believe that this is what relationships are like. And there's five. Number one is sex is effortless and it will feel and look great every single time. 
Number two, violence is sexy. And I'm not talking about a couple slaps here and there. I'm talking about punching and beating each other, which they're doing in the videos that the younger generation is watching. There was a testimony of a girl who was stuck in it that I read. She was an actress, and one of her clips that she did, she had a big man beat her senselessly, senselessly outside the head with a thick golden ring on his hand. And no matter how many times she begged and pleaded for him to stop, the directors were saying, it's for the shoot. Just bear with it. Number three, there are, this is so stupid. I don't know why, how anybody could believe this, but number three, there are no consequences for unsafe sex. Okay, (laughs) sure. Number four, pleasure is all that matters. Well, let's forget about the emotional connection. Who wants that, right? I don't, I don't want love in this. I just want to feel good. That's it. And number five, and listen to this, porn is a healthy expression of our sexuality. This is what we're, this is what we're going up against. The spirit of pornography and the spirit of lust is no joke. And it's destroying the brain. It's destroying the heart. But even worse, it's destroying the world. Now, in today's day and age, due to technology, we have been able to make the biggest impact on global issues. We've been able to go to different countries and help provide food and water and shelter. We've been able to donate online to good causes to help protect those who are the less fortunate. These past few years, we have been able to make a bigger impact globally against the problems that the world is going through. And that's an amazing thing. But the pornography industry has taken up on that And we are also now facing the biggest distribution of pornographic content online than we ever have before. Ever. It's so bad that Playboy no longer offers nudity in their magazine because they can't keep up with what's coming online. These are some some facts right here that really messed me up. Number one, porn destroys family and intimacy around the world on a daily basis. So yes, I told you that it destroys marriages and family. Well, it's doing it every day, every single day. How? Infidelity has increased by 300%. 300%. That's insane. And 88% of the people, of the images that people are taking in show violence, hardcore violence about both men and women. Both. Take note of both, okay? A direct link to... A direct link of porn is directly linked to drug abuse, suicide, physical abuse, and sex trafficking. Now, everybody in here knows that we support Jody McLean, a missionary who is over in Mexico to stop human trafficking. If you didn't know, now you know. But she's over there doing everything she can to stop human trafficking. And there's a lot of people in the world who are trying to do the same thing. And there's a lot of people who say, yeah, I hate, I hate human trafficking. It's the worst thing in the world. I don't want to see it. I want to end it but then they don't realize that 85% of pornography is linked to sex trafficking and they go home and open images and content directly funding the traffickers. I started working in computers a couple years ago at my job that I currently work and there's something called CPC. It's cost per click. Whenever somebody looks up an image online or a video and they click on it, that click sends money 
to the person who created the video. So if you think about it this way, if you look at the bottom, if 4 billion, 300 million hours of porn was watched in 2015 on one website, which is half a million years in a year, how much money do you think these guys made off those clicks? Now, I'm not saying it's 4 billion clicks, but that's a lot of stuff to watch in a year. And that's one website. And I want you to think about this. There's thousands of websites online. And that was one. There's an eternity of porn being watched on a yearly basis. And some of those clips, if you go to the top, is being called revenge porn. Which means that uh, high schoolers who have sent inappropriate images to each other and broken up have decided to put these things on blast to get back at that person. It's called revenge porn. And yes, people look it up. This is why suicide is so big as well. This has a huge direct link and impact on suicide. As I said a a little while ago, the less that we teach our kids and our friends and our family members about pornography and about sex and intimacy, porn's doing it. And I don't want my kids, when I bring them in, to get stuck on this stuff. I don't want them to have to go through what I went through. But there's hope. What can we do? What can we do about this huge beast that we're trying to break? Breaking the porn crisis. How can just this small church, this small group of people in here, stop what's happening online? You can refuse to click. You can tell your friends and your kids and your family to refuse to click. Because the dollar that is sent every click, if you take that away, combined, it's going to take a lot of money away from the funding and a lot of money away from the distributors. This is a global problem. Yes, I'm not, I'm not saying that porn is going to end. You know, everybody's not going to come together once and porn is going to stop. But we definitely can have a huge impact on it if we simply refuse to click on the content. That's it. It's that easy. I wanted to show this video, uh, but I felt that it was way too... Um, Graphic number one, but also way too uh, insulting to people. So I just want to paraphrase it to you. I said that 85% of people that are in pornography have been linked to sex trafficking. That means that most of these actors have been kidnapped or bribed to do these things. And when they try to leave, they're threatened with their death. They're threatened with family's death. They're threatened their future. Everything. And it's really easy to point a finger at a person who's been in porn or a person who distributes porn and say, man, you suck. And I hope that the worst thing happens to you. I hope that, that you, you suffer so many consequences. I hope they find Jesus. Because they're people, too, that God created. These actors and actresses and distributors need Jesus just as much as we do. Do we pray enough for them? I don't. I sure don't. Well, until now. But I I didn't. I would pray for the the break of homosexuality. I'd pray for the break of the food problem where people can get food. But I never prayed about people that were stuck in the system until I found out exactly what it is. And I feel, I felt, I felt guilty and ashamed of funding that for so long. But Jesus can free you from whatever you're going through. Jesus can free your family, your kids, your friends, Jesus can free you from this. He can. But you have to make the initiative to step forward and say, Jesus, this is something that I struggle with. You already know, but I'm admitting it. Can you help me? I want to encourage you guys to refuse to click because porn kills love.
And on that, Ben's going to come up and talk to you about the more spiritual side of things. So, All right. Um, yeah, my name's Ben Tyler. I know most of you. Most of you know me. Um, yeah, just a little bit about myself. I kind of consider Derek and I experts on this topic just because it's, we've lived through it. Um, you know, we know the ins and outs of it. Uh, I was first, uh, what's the word, um, exposed to it when I was about, I don't know the exact age, I can't remember, but about seven or eight years old. Um, yes, it, it brought me through a lot of terrible things. Um, and up until, I would say, uh, my wife now, I was dating at the time, up until she directly asked me when was the last time I watched, that she was the first person that ever asked me. And I wish many people before that did, because it's extremely shameful um, feeling to watch those things, and it's hard to, co- to go to somebody. But not one person from seven or eight years old until uh, how old were 20 years old, no, not one person asked me if I was struggling with that. I wish they would have, because it, it probably could have saved me. Not, I'm not blaming anyone else for, for my own problem, but I'm saying if you have kids or someone younger than you, someone older than you, whatever, ask them about it and see if they're struggling with it because it's, it's going to be hard for them to approach you about it. Um, so I would say just take that first step and, and ask them. Um, so like Derek said, I'm going to focus more on the spiritual aspects of it, uh, about your relationship with the Lord and uh, what it does to your, to your spirit, to... Uh, Really, just in general, what it does to you. Um, I'm going to go through four points. First point, um, pornography stalls spiritual growth. Any unrepented sin will distract spiritual growth. Um, and I do have a lot to go through. This is, I know it's odd, this is taboo in church. No one talks about this. This is probably one of the biggest topics that, not just this specific church, but the church in general has really uh, just kind of avoided and not talked about. And it's gotten so far gone that we have no choice, but we have to talk about it or else it's just going to keep growing and growing. And it's just, it's ruining everything. Like Derek said, it's ruining the world. It's ruining a generation. And um, it's, it's time to break the silence of it. Um, so again, uh, secret sin causes a blockage in your relationship with Jesus. Um, not that Jesus is going to leave you, not that you're any farther away from Jesus, but it, it's a relationship. So when someone does something to you or you do something to someone else that causes a hurt, there's hardness growing. There's a wall that's growing. Your relationship with Jesus is no different. It's not that he's putting up a wall between you, it's that uh, in, in your actions, that's the product of it, and you might not even know it. That's why it's so frustrating to be addicted to this, because you love Jesus with all your heart, yet you're still doing something that's not really but pushing him away. It's actually you pushing yourself away. Um, Acts 3.19 says this, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Um, Sin in general, not just uh, looking at porn, but sin in general, it should be a regular process for a Christian to repent regularly, obviously to the Lord, but that's the easy thing to do because no one else sees that. It's to repent to whoever you wronged or if you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a spouse and you're looking at porn, you need to repent to them because you're directly violating your covenant and your marriage. And that, I can tell you, not that uh, repenting to Jesus won't give you freedom. It will give you the most freedom. But repenting to who you're directly violating, that will, trust me, that will give you Lots and lots of freedom. It'll break the chains that are binding you, the shame that you're feeling. 
Um, porn caters to fleshly desires. Lust spreads like a parasite, slowly breaking down your spiritual help or your spiritual health. Excuse me. So, like any disease, any infection, uh, pornography is an epidemic in this world. It's breaking down, like Derek said, love, intimacy. It can break down your own body. It'll break down your own spiritual health as well. And then it can affect you in other ways, such as anger, depression, and impatience, etc. It doesn't, see, people think that, well, you know, this is just a secret. I do this. Uh, People are very open about it now as well. I listen to uh, 97.1 The Ticket. I don't know if anyone else listens to that sports radio. It's great. Um, It is. But the one thing I can't stand about it is there's grown men, married men, that have kids. Their kids listen to the radio. Their wives listen to it. They will openly joke about how they watch porn sometimes. That's disgusting. And they're very open about it. I've watched movies where there's direct jokes about pornographic websites. It's, it's extremely accepted among the secular world. People don't think that it can have any effect on you. They think it's healthy, that it's used in couples counseling now to help with your sexual relationship with your partner. But it's been scientifically proven that it, it will affect your brain and it will affect all other areas of your life. And if you know Jesus, that's just plain and simple. Sin will affect every area of your life. If you also have an addiction to porn, you will lose your spiritual potency or um, your power. Porn can take precedence over Jesus, causing distraction or powerlessness in the spirit. Um, The gifts of the spirit are using the spirit inside you is just like any other muscle. You have to practice at it. You have to use it. It's like any other skill. You can't just expect to to be an expert at it. Um, You have to work it. You have to pray in the spirit. You have to exercise your gifts. When you are addicted to porn and you're completely distracted from Jesus or you're on this up and down roller coaster of your relationship with him, you're not exercising that muscle at all. It's actually weakening that muscle. And that causes your spiritual power to be lessened. That's uh, what's the verse, uh, prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, because Jesus died, we are righteous, but that doesn't mean you don't work towards your righteousness. Not saying that Jesus won't hear your prayers, but imagine how much more powerful your voice, your prayers would be in the spiritual realm if you didn't have the principality of lust and porn sitting on your back. Secondly, uh, secret sin subverts God's will or uh, it undermines God's will for your life. And just like this picture, puts you in neutral. You're not going anywhere. It's the same thing in in Revelation uh, when Jesus says, I'd rather have you hot or cold, not lukewarm, or else I will spit you out. You can't, God, Jesus said it himself, you can't serve two gods, you can't, He was talking about money at that point, but that goes for anything. You can't serve God, but also serve your flesh and serve your addiction. And, you know, this is not just speaking to you guys, this is speaking to everybody. Um, This gives the devil an access point into your life, your mind, your heart, in the Bible, it says that the devil's like a roaring lion seeking to destroy and devour you. That's, that's not a verse to be brushed over. That's, that's truth. He wants you dead. He wants you dead yesterday. That, that is not a joke. That is not something to be looked over or brushed over. And if he can't have you dead, he would rather have you rendered ineffective, which is where he has most of the church, at least the Western church right now. And, uh, you know, I, I, I personally believe, I think this is kind of corny, but <laughs> you can find inspiration in, in everything. 
One of the Batman movies um, is when Robin is with the commissioner and he becomes a detective and he says, you're a detective now, you can't believe in coincidence anymore. And that really hit me. And I took that to heart and I, I feel like as Christians, we can't believe in coincidence. There's a whole spiritual realm beyond the natural that we don't see. We can take part in, but we don't see it. There's, Satan has this whole thing planned out. Not, you know, he's going to be defeated in the end, praise God. That's, that's our hope, and that's our destiny, that is the truth. But Satan is attacking the, the most intimate thing about human beings, and that's our sexuality. That's a very uh, important milestone, and it's being snatched and taken away younger and younger and younger and younger. He has this all planned out. It's not a coincidence that divorce rate is rising up for years. Suicide and depression rates are rising up. Uh, infidelity, the rise of you know, sexual freedom and homosexuality, all that stuff. Transgender, bisexuality. This isn't, it, it's not just all these movements that are just randomly popping up. It's the devil is attacking one area and it's the common denominator of all of them. Because porn, if you're addicted to porn, it's directly linked to depression, suicide. Scientifically, it's not, this isn't just me creating a theory. It's scientifically proven that you will most likely go through depression and suicide if you are addicted to porn. Derek showed you the facts. Infidelity and divorce has risen. It's, it's, it's there. It's it's time for us to open our eyes and understand this isn't just something that the rest of the world partakes in. It's, it's right here, and that's why we're rendered useless. That's why the world doesn't look at us. Allows the principality of lust to have power over you. Proverbs 6.26 says, Do not, or 6.25 do not lust in your heart after her beauty or let her captivate you with her eyes. And that's talking about the spirit of lust or the principality of lust. You know, you can, the Bible says our fight is not uh, against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities. We're not fighting, like Derek said, we're not fighting the porn actresses, the people who are filming this stuff. Our fight is not against them. It's we're actually... We should desire for them to be saved more than for them to go to hell. Our fight is against the spirit that's behind that, and ultimately, who's behind that. And you, if, if you're addicted to these things, or you know someone who's addicted to these things, it gives that thing power over you, and you are serving two powers at that instance. And it's frustrating, because you're serving God, and you're trying to... Not purposely, but when that itch is going on in, in your brain, when you're home alone, you're serving that power and that principality. Addiction to porn also leads to other sin, lying, adultery, masturbation, um, just to, to name a few. <laughs> James 1 or chapter 1, verses 14 through 15, but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. I love those verses because it gives such a picture of what our sin life looks like. You know, sin approaches us so quickly, but it's, it's a process. It's when you're tempted, and then like this verse says, it drags you away, pulls you right in to where you're completely in a fog, you're blinded by everything, but the only thing you can see is, wow, this sin looks great right now. Then after it is conceived, it gives birth to sin. Sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. So your addiction to porn, it leads to lying. People, it's, people are going to keep it secret. Leads to adultery. More than ever, husbands and wives, because at first an addiction to porn gets them curious, they want more, leads them to other people. Look at, you know, uh, the younger people know about the different apps, Tinder and all that stuff. 
It's so easy to just look on a screen, oh, this person's pretty attractive. Hey, let's hook up. Let's have sex. That's how easy it is. More married people are doing it now more than ever. And then once your addiction to porn becomes physical in the form of masturbation, which even just feels weird to say in church, but we have to say it, it's... It becomes physical, and it, it binds you even more. It's not in the spiritual realm anymore or in your mind. It's, it's a physical bondage now, and it's just a second addiction added to the original addiction, along with lying. Wait, Sorry. Also, it delays God's calling for you. Uh, Matthew 25, verses 21 through t- or 20 through 21. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. See, it's not that God's going to withhold from you. It's that he's calling you to be faithful over the little that he gave you right now. If you're addicted to porn, that's not being faithful to what he gave you. So he's not going to give you more. That delays the calling that he has for your life, no matter how old you are. And that really doesn't even just go for porn. That goes for any besetting sin or issue you have in your life. He needs to trust you to know that he can give you more. So often in the church, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, living for God. We have our sin in our hand, though, and we're praying, God, bless me, bless me, bless me. We expect God to bless us first before we deal with what's in our hand. That's so backwards. God will bless you once you repent and you are refreshed by his spirit. And uh, just, I mean, there, there's stories all in the Bible. Lust, pornography, it's fairly new, I'd say for the past, I mean, magazines are older, but internet porn for the past, I don't know, since the internet's been around. <laughs> um, but the story of David Bathsheba, most obvious story. Um, if you don't know it, David is the king of Israel. He's up on his balcony in his amazing castle or whatever he lives in, sees an attractive woman bathing in her yard and goes, wow, she is beautiful, I need her, and brings her up, and they have sex. So then he finds out this woman is married, and that's adultery, finds out this woman is pregnant, gets even worse. (laughs) This well, a woman's husband is in the army of Israel, so he has him come home, says, hey, you great job, pat on the back, you're doing great, why don't you go, go home, be with your wife? He says, no, I'm sorry, king, I can't do that while my men are out there fighting, I will sleep out here, I can't be with her. He says, no, please, you need to go be with her, because he knows if they go home, they haven't seen each other in a long time, they will have sex, explains the pregnancy, he's all good, he's golden. He won't do that. So he says, okay, I have to do something else. He sends the husband out to the front lines once he sends him back, sends him back out. Husband's killed. He's out of the picture. He's scotch-free. He's good. Except one thing. God sees all. <laughs> so his started with lust, saw this woman, committed adultery, committed murder. Later on, His family's cut off from the destiny that God originally had for David's family and his lineage. Now, Jesus eventually, um, I can't think of the word. Um, He comes from David's lineage, but he he repairs that. But David's family's cut off. One of his sons, or uh, people under him and his family, uh, rapes one of his daughters, and then he has to kill him. And so it's just, from that point on, David was blessed from that point up until that happened. After that, his family was cursed. So it, de- it 
delayed and pretty much cut off God's calling for his family. Um, An addiction to porn can also infect other areas of your life, like I said. Um, It completely clouds the mind. Romans 8, 6, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Depression and suicide can directly coincide with a porn addiction. Like I said, it's scientifically proven. You can also, with the rise of uh, homosexuality, it, it makes you question your sexuality. I, I was a Christian when you know I went through all this, so I, I didn't. I knew who I was. I knew what was right. For those people out there, they don't know that. They don't know the truth. So when they ac- when a, a young boy accidentally stumbles across seeing another male nude, and he might like it, or he's just curious, what does that begin? The wheels begin to turn in his mind. And that someone besides his parents or someone who, who knows Christ, will, if they won't tell him the truth, he's going to find it from, from the world. Same thing with little girls. Now, you're going to see more naked women than men in videos. And with more girls watching porn, they're being exposed to this and they're seeing this. And my, my wife... Uh, you know, she's talked to <clears throat> to younger women. She she has been around the country. She stayed in Texas. She's been everywhere. She's talked to to girls, and a lot of them, almost every single one, has been at a point in their life where they've wondered, "Am I a lesbian? Am I homosexual?" You have to beg the question: Have they been exposed to this? can also cause you to question God. It's extremely frustrating being addicted to anything. And our, our first uh, response is to pray, God, take this away from me, please. I can't do this. You said you would not give me more than I can bear. This is way more than I can bear. You need to take this away. And then when he doesn't, God, why did you not take this away? This is extremely painful. I'm questioning my life. I'm questioning everything. I'm questioning you. why we see so many young people leaving the church. I mean, this isn't the number one reason, but they're disappointed. They question God. Also, along with clouding the mind, porn keeps sex on the mind. Scientifically proven. It, you're, like Derek said, your brain is rewired when you're watching porn. All Your neural passages are, it forms new ones so that every thought that comes into your brain, it's run through this sexual filter. Every thought you see, whether you're meaning to or not, there's some type of sexual root or extra thought that perverts that thought. Even, you know, you know when I was uh, dealing with that, I remember being in church, having my eyes closed, worshiping God, and all of a sudden something shoots into my mind. It's like, oh my, I'm at church. Why is this happening? It's because there... It, Porn keeps sex on the mind. It perverts every single thought that comes into your mind. It dilutes the whole brain. Porn also causes low motivation and desire. Now, this is something that is not talked about at all. But again, it is scientifically proven. People who are addicted to porn or who are exposed to it often have a lower motivation or desire. In everything, in work, in relationships, it affects you. It, again, it rewires your brain. It sends different chemicals and things in your brain to where you're lazy. I don't know why it does that. It's just how it works. It can affect work performance. You can start to fail at your job. It affects relationships. It, it affects... You know, no one, if, if uh, your spouse knows you're hiding something, there's no trust there. That relationship, it's, it's hindered because trust is a huge thing when it comes to relationships. It affects your drive. 
There's no motivation to do anything. You just want to sit at home. You want to be lazy. I'm just going to sit on my couch. I'm going to relax. I'm not going to get anything done. So that's, I mean, if you know someone, if your child is like that, I mean, not saying that that's a, a telltale sign, but again, ask. It'll save them from a lot of pain. They may be completely offended and hate you for a moment, but it's so worth asking and attempting to save them from so much pain than to just avoid it. And then one of the biggest things, it causes a lack in intimacy, both sexually and relationally. Now, for men, it causes a lack of intimacy because in their addiction, they're watching other women besides their wife, and they want that woman. So it affects their drive and their relationship with their wife because it affects that intimacy. They're seeing other women. For women who are more drawn to the intimacy of porn to begin with and with sex as well, it's the intimacy of that action. They see the fake intimacy in a video, and then their sex life with their husband isn't that way. The intimacy isn't there because this is completely fake. This is real. But when that's not there, it, it completely cuts out the intimacy in your relationship with your uh, spouse. And also relationally, it affects the way that you treat other people. It literally infects every area of your life. And it causes you to be, to be lazy. Relationships are work. It'll cause you to be lazy in your relationships. You'll cut people out. People wonder where you're at. It's with friends. It's with your children, your spouse, everything. And last of all, discipleship requires full surrender. Porn addiction caters to the flesh, not the spirit. Galatians 5.16, the Lord demand, or, uh, <clears throat> sorry, the Lord demands us to be instruments of righteousness and feed our spirit. Uh, Galatians 5.16, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Romans 8.13, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. It's only by the spirit that you will remain alive, that you will put to death the besetting sin in your life. Also, Christ calls us to be like him. 1 Peter 1.16, be holy because I am holy. Now, God made us holy with his death, burial, resurrection on the cross. God sees us as perfect, but again, it doesn't stop there. There's work involved. It's a relationship. And then, porn addiction means a lack of full surrender. Now, I, I know it can feel... It's with any sin. It's with any addiction. It can feel like, I've, yeah, I've given my entire life, my heart to God, but this stupid thing won't get out of my life. Well, I'm sorry, but it's your choice of whether or not that you're going to worship that thing or not. No matter where it came from, if the devil put it in your life or not, it's your choice of if it's going to survive another day or if you're going to put it to death on the cross. It lives and dies with you. It's your choice. And seeking fleshly desires while also seeking to love and serve God only causes frustration and pain. Excuse me. Um, so I hope you know this was eye-opening, if anything. Um, <laughs> Pastor Tim's going to be speaking for the remainder of the month on uh, different aspects of the porn crisis. Um, Derek, if you want to come up. If anyone has any questions or comments or anything, we're going to use maybe the next five minutes. Obviously, if no one has anything, we won't. But um, for the next five minutes, if you have any questions, we will do the best to answer it. Absolutely. So that's a good point. Um, so I, I know. Please, if you ha if you do have questions, please ask. Don't don't feel embarrassed to ask anything. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I, I, uh, basically, it's um, it, it's cartoon porn. So it's it, there's um, there's a little thing online floating around around called Rule Thirty Four, which says if it exists, there's a porn of it. So yeah, so hentai is is cartoon porn, and it's huge in Japan and uh, heavily searched in America too. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, yeah, uh, another, two of the biggest places is actually um, San Francisco and Los Angeles. Uh, it's right there. It's, it's, I, I believe what the last poll that I read was San Francisco, Detroit, and uh, Los Angeles as the top three in the country. Yeah. So, yes, for human trafficking. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. <clears throat> you wouldn't know it because <clears throat> obviously these people are professionals at what they do. Um, but I've heard, I mean, from credible resources and people who are well educated in the sex trafficking industry, not that they're part of it, but they know about it from learning about it, uh, I-75 is a huge route for sex trafficking. Um, Great Lakes Crossing Mall is, is an area as well. Um, Lakeside. I didn't know that. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> um, so it, it's, I mean... Guys, it's right there, and we, we don't know. We didn't know that. So that's why we need to start talking about the hard things in church because, like Derek said, if you can't talk about them here, you can't talk about them anywhere. And we need to know what we're supposed to pray for, what we're up against, what the Bible tells us to know the enemy's schemes, and we're learning them, and we're educating ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that, yeah. <laughs> Marla. You know, this this is exactly what needs to happen. We're we're having conversation, and the, the I know I know a lot of you didn't come to church expecting to expecting to sit through what feels like a college lecture, because that's kind of what it feels like. But 
you know, as Ben said, this is something that we all need to learn, and this is what needs to come from it, this conversation. You know, if we can if we can be comfortable enough to sit in this room and converse about it, then we need to be comfortable outside this room conversing with it, and especially with the people who aren't here. Um, you know, the, even, even though we've been looking at this, you know, like studying this stuff for a while, still some of the things that I have found in the newest research that I did shocked me. I mean, it's, it's disgusting. So it, it's definitely something that needs to, talk, to be talked about, and we really appreciate, you know, you listening. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's actually that's very true with a lot of the actors you see too, because a good portion of the younger girls that are stuck in this system respond to free trips to Miami or to California Craigslist ads, and they'll they'll say we just want you to model. It's it's it's, it's disguised as a modeling opportunity for young women, and they'll say just send a couple pictures of you fully clothed. And then we will see if you're a candidate. And they get the free trip out there, and once they get there, they're stuck. I mean, if, I, if that's not human trafficking, I don't know what else is. So, yeah. Melissa, you'll be the last one. Yeah. Yeah, they can. I mean, you know, with with any drug, like you know, think think about uh, just drugs for for example, heroin, cocaine. I mean, as soon as you take one hit of cocaine, it's an instant addiction, and addiction starts in the mind. I mean, that's where everything hits. Is your brain develops that pathway that creates your desire and your need for more. So it's it's not just with porn and with drugs. I mean, it's also with cutting. Um, when people cut themselves, uh, the cut releases endorphins which makes you feel better, especially when you're going through you know, very painful situations. So it, it, it releases the same thing that a drug would do. It releases the same thing that pornography would do. I, I mean, and it's getting so bad to where people are cutting the creases of their arms and legs and putting a shard of glass in there, breaking it so they can just bend to cut now. So it, yeah, basically any addiction that you can go through directly affects the way your mind works. That's where it starts. So... So, on this long, kind of interesting, I hope, no, I hope you are educated, I hope your mind, your eyes are open, um, but we are going to close in worship, we're going to thank God that we're, we're here, that he's teaching us, he's, he's leading us, so, yeah. <laughs>